Yo, on this episode of Invite the Neighbors, I chatted over Discord with two members of the band Nice from Minnesota. Yeah, St. Paul, Minnesota. It took me a second. Um, you know, we talked about the music scene in the Twin Cities area, you know, some of their favorite places to play outside the Twin Cities, um, you know, playing house shows versus playing venues, maybe, you know, the pros and cons of both. And towards the end of the episode, they told a fucking crazy story about, you know, I asked them what was a time when you maybe felt like on tour, like, how the fuck are we going to get out of this situation? And I was like, holy shit, when they told their story. So definitely stick around for that. Um... They have a song coming out within the next couple weeks, which has already been released on a split, but they said, you know, a lot of their listeners really enjoyed it, so they wanted to put it out uh, as a standalone. Um, So they re-recorded it, and that's going to be coming out soon, so keep an eye out for that. Give them a follow on social media, um, you know, check out their Spotify band camp. Chances are, if you're listening to this, I think you probably already know that, know where to find them. Um, if this is your first episode listening, um, thanks for being here. You can check out my website, invitetheneighbors.blueberry.net. Um, I'm on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, basically anywhere you can get a podcast, I'm there. And if you like and want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash neighbors. Any pledge helps, whether it's just 50 cents, a quarter a month. You know, it all adds up and helps me um, basically host the podcast and put more podcasts online. So really appreciate that and if you want to just follow the pages at invite the neighbors on instagram at itn pod on twitter it all helps um rate and review on itunes helps increase the visibility of the show and even if all you do is listen maybe tell a friend i still appreciate it so thanks for listening guys and here is the episode with nice so roddy and sage mm-hmm. hello from hello. nice and you guys are from saint paul i read right yeah, yeah, St. Paul, Minnesota, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Dope. It's a Falls, but yeah, it's just like a town forty minutes south. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we're basically the same. Yeah, we're we're all from St. Paul. <laughs> it's it's helpful when people just name the city that they're nearest. Although, like, yeah. I'm from yeah. the Detroit area, and so I don't know if this is the same for like the Twin Cities, but well. We we literally, we live in downtown St. Paul. Yeah, we like live in St. Paul. So mm. okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, because <laughs> like, like I said, I don't know if it's the same for like other places, but I know Detroit especially. Like, if you say you're a Detroit band, or if anybody who like says they live in Detroit, they don't actually live in Detroit proper. It's like, yeah, I got that impression when we toured with Mover Shaker, and they were all telling us like all the different places they live <laughs> and how they're all like kind of like an hour from each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think like, this is just a personal theory of mine, but I, I think the shittier a place is, the more people <laughs> tend to like have pride in saying they're from there. It's weird. Yeah. Like, I feel that. Yeah, not that Detroit's necessarily shitty. Like it's definitely on the uptick, but like, uh, St. Paul, motherfuckers like love to talk about it from St. Paul. St. Paul, people who live in St. Paul have, like, St. Paul pride. But it's funny if you tell, like, anybody that's, like, under the age of, like, 30, if, if you, like, want to go to St. Paul, you always get a weird look. Like, no one, no one likes St. Paul. <laughs> like, huh. yeah. St. Paul's cool, though. I like St. Paul. Do you? Like, I guess we, we live in downtown. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's just, like nothing happens after five. Like, yeah. nothing. There's no one here. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Like, Nothing happens any time of the day now. 
Well, how I does it compare? <laughs> how does it compare to like? I mean, I've never been to either, but like, is St. Paul and Minneapolis are those the two twin cities? Yeah, yeah. How does it? How do they compare to each other? <laughs> Minneapolis is like a real city. Minneapolis is like, yeah, it is the real city. Like yeah, a lot of like, people like live in St. Paul, but and then like Minneapolis like has like most of the, um. Like, like the urban the stuff. stuff. People associate with the Twin Cities. It's yeah. all in Minneapolis. The stadiums are Minneapolis. Yeah. All the uh, tall, okay. tall buildings, the fucking... Yeah, like, there is a downtown area here, but, like, it's, like, pretty small. Like, it's like it's, a business district. The yeah. down, downtown St. Paul is, like, a business district. And, like, in the past couple of years, it's, like, gotten to where it's yeah, a little it's more like, of a life, but it's just becoming more gentrified, and they're just, like, pushing out. Yeah, they're like, people, they're like they're like they're like trying to turn it into a thing, but like it's just weird because like it, I've always was always used to it just being like always yeah. dead after five because like literally no one really lives in downtown St. Paul, but we do. <laughs> See, like from what you guys just described, maybe this is like me getting old, and when I say old, I'm 29, so I'm not like super old. <laughs> but it sounds like St. Paul would be the place I would want to live. And Minneapolis would be the place to go and like have a good time. I mean, like I mean, that's like kind of how that's kind of how it ends up operating. Like we're literally only like fifteen minutes from like Minneapolis. Yeah. Like if you wanted to go to Minneapolis, it's essentially it's, the same city. Like there's, yeah, there's really like, no difference. It's and, like, just it's like think of it like maybe it's like another business district of the city. Like it, it's all kind of just one like homogenous thing. It like there really isn't too. I mean, there is separation, but it's like basically the same. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So. so, what is the um? What's the scene like in um the Twin Cities as far as like DIY? It's deep. It's it's. There's sick. so many it's, bands. Yeah, they're like there's a lot of it. Like I mean, that's like how we when we like first moved here. That's like when we first found out DIY was a thing. Was we're both from Montana, where there's like no scene at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're, we're not like, it was just weird. Like, I didn't even know it was a thing that happened until I moved here. So, yeah. like, it was just like, it was just crazy, like, to see that, like, there's actually, like, legitimately, like, people who just set up shows like that. So, yeah. like, and, like, there's a really cool, robust scene here that, like, like, there's lots of really sick bands and, like, there's tons of cool bands. Tons. There's even, like, a lot of cool house videos. I mean, like, it's a little dry right now, but, like, it was, it's, it's definitely like, there's always something going on. There's always a show happening. And like it's, it's pretty sick. Are there any other bands that like maybe the average, you know, casual fan would, would know, maybe they don't know that they're from the twin cities area, but they've kind of like made it out. If um, that makes sense. Hippocampus from St. Paul. Yeah. Um, Lizzo is from Minneapolis or she's originally oh. from like Houston or Detroit, Houston, but, but she like, but she, she like, cut her teeth in like the Minneapolis in Minneapolis and stuff. And then, um, parts of gold, gully boys. <laughs> I mean, Remo drive, Remo drive. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. Remo drive. Um, um, so actually, yeah, decent amount. Yeah. No, yeah. there's, there's a lot of really, really sick. Yes. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Um, you guys, even, okay. the, the, the underground sink here is really where it's at. There's a lot of, there's really a lot of sick. So I, I'm assuming you guys have done like a, a fair amount of touring. Yeah, yeah. We especially like in the last couple of years, I think we've really like tried to get on the road as possible. So how would you like? What are some other um, 
scenes that like maybe out of state that you were really impressed with? I love Chicago. Um, yeah. But I really Ohio. Ohio. Ohio's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Like it, it's weird. Like go anywhere in Ohio almost. Like not anywhere, but like there's a lot of places in Ohio you can just go to, and like there's a scene like Akron. Shout out Akron. I don't Akron know, is so dope. Like, Every time we've gone there, it's it's been sick, and like I, it's really it's funny because it's like on paper should be awful. It's like a small town, yeah, like a small not small town, but it's like I don't know. It's, it's not, like it's like a kind of a suburb of Cleveland. It's like a college town, right? Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. I guess it, I mean okay, so it's kind of cool, but LeBron's it's like from, a small college town. Yeah, like a small yeah. college town, but it's still like like it was all so like I mean like obvious like weird things have happened. But it's still yeah. like, uh, like every time we play there, you know, we, we have like, it's like all the like Ohio people we see come to our shows will yeah. come and it's, it's really cool. <laughs> I that. know that, um, yeah, I know you guys probably know the Summit Shack. Like I'm buddies with yeah. those guys that run that place. And yeah. I know of, I mean, I played there one time and like, I thought going into it, cause like I would always see, you know, their lineups and be like, damn, that is dope. But I'd never been there. And just based on the lineups, I thought it was going to be a lot bigger than it actually is. So like yeah. <laughs> I sh- showed up there to play a show and like, it's like, Oh, it's you're standing behind like a rail in this garage, not to knock the summer shack. I fucking love it. It was awesome. Yeah. But it's just like, it's funny how something like so big and like so well known within like the DIY scene can still just be like, so DIY. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, it's, it's dope. We played at the summer shack a couple times. I love Connor. I love Connor and everything Connor does. He's yeah. You seem to have a curse playing there, though. Every every time time we played at the Summit Shack, there's been a snowstorm. Every time. (laughs) Oh really? Yeah, like a snowstorm the day of. Yeah. Damn. How many people make the jokes? Oh, you're bringing it with you from Minnesota. Yeah. I can just I can just hear I can just hear it now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just it, just for the listeners, I'm not making that joke. I'm just saying I can hear that joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and then Akron's got um, "Bless This Mess." I'm pretty sure is the name of that place, but yeah. I've never been there. We we played. That I place. love "Bless This Mess." Yeah, um, we yeah we love that place. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super sick. Um, Maybe I'll oh, go ahead. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna ask, like you kind of answered it as with Akron, but are there any other scenes where, like, you wouldn't think that they would have such a good scene based on where it is, but they do? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's like Denton, Denton Texas is sick. Yeah. I was gonna say Florence, Kentucky. Oh yeah, is cool. yeah, yeah. That was that um, was. I was Florence, Florence yeah. y'all. Florence is like. 30 minutes from Cincinnati. And yeah, I know where that is. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I, I they have the one water tower that says Florence, y'all, and I always pass it like going to Nashville. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a dope little town. We were on tour with um, Vermont from there, from there, and they like, and we played at like the house that they book at out there, and it was like a super sick show on like a Tuesday. Super sick show. Also, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say this like place has a, like a good scene, but we played in Powell, Wyoming once, and we were like, "This is this is going to be bad." Like it's in Powell, Wyoming, but it was like like there were really people, dope show. It was actually kind of a dope show. We played um, with like this band of dads who like <laughs> um, so who played like ACDC style music, and like the drummer had two, 
two big ass kick drums, two huge, and, but, but then like inch. only used one of them, but like had two of them like set up and shit. And, like had eight toms and like twenty cymbals and like played played like, like four on the floor. Dogs. ACD, yeah, it was drums That's sounded sick. like like trash pits basically. Yeah, it was, was less balls. What's that? I could see like Epiphone, Les Pauls, like the yeah. solid state Marshall half stacks. That'd be Ooh, dope. Remember the band that played where the guy had like a wireless and he would walk oh, yeah. around. The oh band yes, was it? Yeah, that was the same band. He had a wireless and was walking around like the coffee shop <laughs> and playing it. Like there's like at this point it's late in the night and there's like no one there. It was it was weird. Vibes were weird. That is red. Do you guys follow um, Rigs of Dad at all? Um, no, I don't. So it's basically exactly what you just described. Um, People send in like photos, like really funny photos of like dad bands, basically. And Mm -hmm. the guy who runs it writes these hilarious like backstory captions that are just like, he's an excellent writer. It's fucking hilarious. Like he creates this whole fictional world of like dad bands, essentially. It's so fucking funny. It's definitely worth follow. (laughs) Is that on Twitter? Um, um, I think it's Instagram. It's Instagram, Uh, Facebook. I don't know if it's on Twitter. Might be, okay. but rig, rigs of dad, it's 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 good shit. Yeah, no, I love like it's it's always a, it's always fun when you get to play with the dad rock band. It doesn't happen like too Super much, often. but like whenever you do, you're just like, damn, like that's like a band of dads. Although that that show we played in Erie kind of had a dad band. Yeah, they were like <laughs> like that pop punk. Yeah. Band. You ever like any cool though? Because it's like yeah, it's yeah. it's like you know what. Can't, you, can't, you can't knock the rock. They're just, just out there <laughs> talking to them too because they're just like they're just like yeah man I don't know I just I, I love Aerosmith and you're like yeah you can't argue with that I was about to ask like if they've if they've imparted any wisdom on you like if you've learned anything valuable from a dad band we, we talked to like uh, one time we played with the band and the guitar player was like the the higher on like the he toured with insane clown posse <laughs> yeah. sick like, he, like they like they used to hire oh, him to play guitar God. for him and he i don't know if i learned anything like wisdom wise but i thought that was really cool yeah that was this girl i went to high school with play the gathering of the juggalos dude this girl i went to high school with her mom was i think either married to or dated one of the ICP people. Really? So like, yeah, yeah. So not Was by blood, but you'll all, you know, which one, I don't know which one, but, uh, for, you know, we gave her a ton of shit for it naturally. Yeah. Um, near my hometown, like juggalo shit gets real sometimes. <laughs> and like this woman got like hit in the head with a hatchet one time. On some Damn. shit. It, yeah, no, like <laughs> it's weird. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's weird. it's weird. In Montana, you know how to rally a fan base. Yeah, right. But, but like, like, I my but yeah, my dream gig is to play the gathering. Like, have you have you seen that video of Andrew WK playing the gathering? No. He's just like playing his music over the speakers and then like headbanging at the front of the stage and like people are like throwing shit at him. <laughs> oh wow. It's insane. Jesus. It's have really you guys, cool. Have you guys had any shows, like speaking of like rowdy shows, have you had any, ever been a part of a show where they had to like shut it down due to rowdiness or anything crazy? Rowdy? 
actually, like, we've been very lucky. We've been very lucky. We've had, we've played shows where, like, it should have been shut down. We yeah. play, uh-huh. it's like, I'm think, trying to think of, like, the rowdiest house shows. Oh, Save Paper House. Oh, my God. Yeah. Save Paper House. Yeah. There was probably, like, we like, did a, we did a, um, a fundraising night for some friend of ours house and it was one of the craziest shows I've ever been to or played. Like it was, there was probably 150 to 200 kids like packed in this basement that shouldn't have more than, and and mind you like this is, Oh wow. This is like, this place is, this was like the, like mini the help place that held up Minneapolis DIY for like the paper house is like probably the most like, like, like famous house thing. Yeah. Like, like it's, the thing about it though is just like, and it was like it if, we, if we didn't, charm, yeah. But it, it's, I don't know. But it's it's it, it's it's a punk house, and it's like, yeah, it's a punk, house, and it's yeah. kind of like like it had a lot of problems because the landlords didn't take care of it, and like, but and then there was just a lot of like artists and stuff who lived there, and they used to paint on the walls, and like, I don't uh, know, it was just like a really cool fucking house, and but, like, but anyway, I, like we, <laughs> but but yeah, that 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 show was insane. Another show we played was in an attic in Milwaukee oh, yeah. one time. Oh, oh dude. God. Like, oh, and there was like, I think like 150 kids there. And like, you could feel the floorboards creaking. And it was just like, it was, we, like, we, we didn't think that many people were going to be there. Like we were just like, like we, it was before we had really like been touring for that long. So we were just like, yeah, we're going to play in Milwaukee. And then, but like, and then it was just like this insane show. And it, was, it ended up being like one of the craziest nights yeah. of my life. <laughs> well, okay, because to, to premise, we this uh, this gig we bought three thirty racks of hams because nice. they were giving away a T-shirt mm. when you bought a thirty rack, and we're like, wouldn't well, we it be t-shirts. funny if we pulled <laughs> up this gig all wearing the like the hams yeah. shirt? So we bought three thirty racks. We're like, we're not going to drink all this. Yeah. So basically, we were like, hey, anybody at the gig can have it. And I think that's why the show got so bad is because we just had like yeah. 90 beers. Just nice. Well, I think like, like I, by the end of the show and there was like a party that still continued on like a couple hours after that. But like by the end of the show, like I think like, like so much beer was gone. There was like, yeah, a, like there was like a pile of 30 <laughs> rack boxes <laughs> And like it, it was like everyone was so fucked up. Just it was like, it was one of the craziest nights ever. Wisconsin goes so irresponsibly goes so hard. hard. We lost yeah. my friend. Like we lost my friend, and then woke up the next morning, and it was kind of like a it's hangover like some, situation. Like, yeah, like ah, uh, had to like find find them, and like yeah. And how how far away was that in Milwaukee? You said in Milwaukee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was some like attic, and yeah. I always hit my head. On like the top of the yeah. stairs because it was. I almost like, knocked myself out on that. Yeah, on those. Bro, that, that place was wild. Yeah, and both, we I, played there twice, and both times were crazy. But that time was like, that, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever like gone that hard at a gig ever. Was, Do you remember the name of the place? I think it was just called the Attic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know if so that uh, the first place, uh, paper, paper, no, paper is that place still around? No, uh, no, they, they, they moved out of there. Sadly, uh, sadly, it's what are some of the like house venues that are currently kind of like active in the, uh, Twin Cities area? Um, High Watt House is like my, I think my favorite, my favorite. Now, like yeah. they, they run like the sickest house shows, like everything's super safe and well run. Like 
everything's thought of. There's like earplugs. They make food for the touring bands. It's really cool. And, oh, that's pretty um, sweet. Yeah. Uh, and it's like run by very good people. Yeah. So like that's what like makes mm-hmm. it just like it's some a very, real good homies. Yeah. Shout out Bray and George. So you guys have been around since for how long? Uh, like three and a half years. Okay. And so like, as you know, as you know, your followers have, you know, steadily grown, do you find yourselves, I'm sure you've had opportunities to play, um, you know, actual venues, like fully equipped venues Mm -hmm. and things like that. Do you still, do you have a preference like venue versus house when Um, it comes to playing a show? I used, I used to really prefer like, houses and stuff and i think those are sick but but then we got like then like i got to hear like a really good monitor mix for the first time while we were playing like and it was just like damn this is crazy i feel like i'm listening to myself through headphones and and like just like hearing like or feeling how like how you like play a little better when you can hear everything that's going on yeah i think think with us right now we're like we're still kind of in the like we just start started kind of playing those kind of venues so i think we're still very much in the honeymoon phase where we're like we just want to play venues because like it's, mm. it's just so cool but like i will say like no matter what if i know the show is going to be good like it doesn't really matter yeah. like yeah. how shows can, like how shows are so dope like, I love absolutely, house shows. like i still love house shows yeah. and like we'll absolutely still play them Always. Um, but it is like being able to like start playing the venues is yeah. really cool and just like i don't know i've been like my whole life been looking up to bands and like watching live videos. So being able to like be in that sort of space has been like kind of cool. Yeah. I definitely know the feeling like I just started, I've, you know, I've always wanted to be a musician, but like only in the past year have I been able to like actually really play shows. And a few months ago I played like my first venue show where there's like a really, like a lot of people there and I was like, Holy fucking shit. This is amazing. Um, but really seriously but just especially like you said like you can really hear yourself like that was the first show like that i really heard the whole band and like could hear everything just perfectly but to kind of go back to what you said about the house you know house yeah. venue shows like it's it's for me it's kind of like a a back and forth because on one hand you don't really hear yourself nearly as well you know what i mean and that can bother you but at the same time the people there I don't think they care as much. There's less of an expectation that you're going to sound pristine and it's more just about like the energy. So it's like, I think the trick is being able to like detach yourself from those expectations of like being able to hear things. Like if you, if you're okay with doing that, then you'll have a good time. But if you go into it expecting, you know, to be able to hear yourself perfectly, you're just setting yourself up for a bad time. And that's what I've kind of learned myself. I mean, we definitely like cut our teeth with how shows like, I definitely got used to like not hearing myself and I kind of just adjusted. I do a lot more like just screaming when (laughs) when we play when I can't hear myself. But yeah, yeah, I think that's just like, honestly, it's like a decent skill to learn as a musician is just like kind of how to tailor the way you play even based on like where you're going to be. It's just like a little jarring at first. Like when you like first sound check with it, you're just like, whoa, okay. Yeah. The first time we got to like sound, like sound check and like have like, like an extensive, like 
like real ass sound check, it was like, damn, this is insanely cool. It was, it was almost, it almost kind of just messed. Yeah, me it up. almost threw me off because I was like, like, damn, I, I was never used to like hearing yeah. everything. Yeah, you can't hide anymore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you can make a few more mistakes when like the sound is, you know, DIY. I'll say that instead of saying something like derogatory. You know, it's like sometimes like I used to. You know, I don't do this anymore just because what's the point? But I used to be like. If I was going to play a house show, I would ask them ahead of time, like, do you guys have floor monitors? And I realized what a stupid question that is, because like almost always the answer is no. Then I just come off as high maintenance. So I was just like, all right, whatever's there, we'll just work with it. But um, I mean, I will say it's kind of cool to like have like, I guess like the skill set of like having a situation where you kind of have to figure things out. Like, I think that like makes it like easier to deal with like problems, you, you know, like yeah yeah i I agree i think also depending this kind of leads into the next question i want to ask you but it really just depends on like what your band sound is too like if you're like really technical say like a minus the bear type approach where you're running a ton of effects and it's really important to have like a good system then you probably shouldn't seek out a bunch of house shows you know what i mean you should probably play your cards right and just try to get into the venues but if you're playing like more straightforward emo punk that type of thing where it's just plug and play then how show might actually be your thing and i've heard a lot of i've heard a lot of in like really crazy like like shreddy bands and like complicated effects and stuff like do house shows though and that shit is insane yeah when like like, bands can pull that shit off like, like that's well yeah if you can pull it off then it'll be even more you know it'll have more of an effect you know what i mean because it's like you're not really used to hearing something that that's that intricate in that sort of environment but as for your guys's band like what what are some of um some of the influences that like the members of your band kind of share that might influence the music that you guys play Uh, a mishmash of things (laughs) yeah i think we all kind of like grew up listening to different things and like we all like listen to like, pretty different music. I don't I think feel like at the beginning, when, we, when 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 like we when Abe joined the band and like trying to stay positive was getting written and stuff, it was like I feel like we all like talked about Weezer a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. I think yeah, that, that was like, our yeah, that was our Weezer. But like, have you got? Oh, we, god. We definitely go through like different phases as a band and stuff, and like, like what we're listening to. We all listen to a lot of like, like, um, like pop and shoegaze and stuff now. And I think what's funny is like a lot lot of it, like all the stuff that we like, just kind of ends up creeping in anyway. Like, Mm -hmm. because Abe, Abe kind of listens to a lot of like more like he likes smashing pumpkins and like listens Mm -hmm. to a lot of more that kind of stuff. And there's like riffs on the new stuff. I mean, because we all talk about it together. We all just like have our own tastes in music, but we all kind of like share it and like talk about it, discuss yeah. it together, which is really cool. So we all kind of like something from each other's tastes, but we all definitely have our own like thing. Yeah. I think that's kind of like what you need to have is, I mean, for me, that's kind of what I enjoy. Like when I'm playing with other people, if, if we all have kind of the same influences, I think that can get boring. If everyone's mm-hmm. coming from the same exact place, it's, it's better to have, I think like a, a wide array of influences and figuring out how to work that together. You know what I mean? I'd say the most common influence, like before we started the band was probably like green day. Yeah. I would. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. All and of like, us fucking love. Green day. Like, 
what's funny that like it's kind of funny that we like ended up i guess being an emo band because none of us really like like honestly like i never was really into it until i was in the band it was never a genre Hmm. i ever listened to and then like i just kind of grew to love it but like even so like it's never been like one of my favorite things we weren't really we weren't really an emo band until like someone and then someone showed me like sorority noise or some shit and i was like damn this is cool and, and like uh, we yeah, had like, several bands that we knew, like that when we like started playing house shows, like that was just kind of the genre they played. So we just like kind of, but like we, I enjoy it. I like it. Um, I like the genre, but it's just it's just kind of funny that like it, it didn't like it just we don't we kind of came about it in a really roundabout way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we want to be an emo band. It just kind of like it was just like oh yeah, this is I, how yeah. it aligns. I know what you mean. Like I, I ask a lot. You kind of already answered this, but I ask a lot of bands like, when you go to write music together, is there like an agenda going into it? Like you know, and I find that usually the best bands are the ones who answer no. Like we don't really go set out saying we want this type of sound or we want to fit into this genre. It's it's really I think the best way to do it is just write whatever comes naturally and then let the listeners kind of categorize it for you rather than yeah putting the cart before the horse. You know. And a lot of times the, the lyrical, you know, content will be what determines, especially in like rock oriented things. If, you know, the more vulnerable emo-esque lyrics will push you towards emo, whereas like some yeah. of the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. For you guys, what, um, do you guys have like, just one lyric writer? You guys collaborate on that at all? I, I write all the lyrics. Yeah. Lyrics is pretty much. Yeah. Just- I gotcha. It's rare that I like, I'll hear a band say that they all write lyrics that i don't know that just seems like it'd be a difficult process so yeah i only know a few bands that do that like great grandpa does that yeah i know like they have like multiple people right but like i don't know if i know anybody like personally that does it's usually one person yeah it's it's hard like especially in a very like the kind of genre we play it's like a very deeply personal thing it can be hard to collaborate on that sometimes, you know. For sure. So, like, even so, you're the sole songwriter. Are you the well, sole lyric writer? Do you, are you also the like songwriter, or do you guys collaborate on the um, instrumental portion of it? Usually, I'll bring like shells of songs, and then we'll like flesh them out together. Um, on a lot of the new stuff, Sage wrote a lot of the like a like like a good deal of the riffs. On the because like because Roddy and I live together. And like uh, I've been like, learning guitar, so sometimes I'll I'll play a riff, and Rod will be like, "Hey, I like that." And he'll take it and like he'll turn it into something way better. So, but so there's a few songs on the new album that like the the core like most of the riffs I wrote, but like Roddy turned it into their own. So there, there's like some collaboration there, and like I think like I'm sure the song comes out different than Roddy had imagined in their head. Like I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you kind of have an idea. But yeah, I think that's it's good when you like you can kind of let go of a part that you're writing too. And like, if someone yeah. in your band can take a part you wrote and improve upon it, I think it's huge to be able to let go of that and like do what's the best thing for the song rather than your yeah. ego. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, for what's, sure. What's great is like I don't play guitar in any band. I just kind of like learned guitar just to kind of like play around on. It. So like 
every riff that I come up that like Roddy likes, I'm not like, Oh dang. Like that was, I was going to save that. Cause like, I'm not uh, like guitar in anything. So it's just like, might as well just go to nice. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. So it's kind of more of like a bonus than anything that like, yeah, I'm, I'm that more like right on guitar gets used. Write, yeah. Like trying to write stuff for it. <laughs> so what do you do in the band? Um, I, I drum. Oh, okay. One thing yeah. I'll never be able to do. I'm jealous. <laughs> no, it's, so you, it's, I was going to ask, oh yeah, so I was just going to ask, like, you guys live together. How many other people are in the band? Uh, just Abe. Uh, Abe plays bass. So it's just the, the three of us. Yeah, just the three. Word. We, we used to have another guitar player on, like, Try to Stay Positive and stuff, but we're just three-piece now. Do you guys have any... So once you became a three-piece, did you... Have you put out any records since then? And like, did you record it as a three piece, or did you have stuff recorded for like a four piece with two guitars? Um, so we try to stay positive is with two guitars, and then everything that's been out since then is just one guitar. Gotcha. There was like a few songs that were like maybe like one, maybe just one song that we had written with the other guitar player. Um, that we like recorded afterward, but like it was only one song. So like most most of this stuff, yeah, like we didn't have like songs written as a four piece that like when we had to find out how to transition to a three. It was just yeah. like it just kind of it was like a pretty clean cut thing, other than like one song. I got you saying. Honestly, like you could always just add another guitar amp too. Like if you know you lose a guitar player, you can just add another amp to the mix. It's it's more to lug around, but. It kind of fills it up pretty nice. I found. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I think also too like, um, if we were to ever add another guitar player, I think it would be more maybe just like a live thing. I think I think we like the way us three work, and like, it's just like it's been it's been working so far. It's like it's efficient. Um, so I think at least in terms of writing and recording, I. I think for the most part it's just gonna be us three yeah, yeah it's but underestimate I think people underestimate how difficult it can be the more people you add to a band the more difficult it can be to streamline oh, things yeah. and to be efficient absolutely <laughs> but yeah so how recently was the your most recent record out and do you guys have anything new in the works um never better came out like a year a little over March first, March March first of last year, um, and then uh, we yes, sorry, we got, we do, <laughs> oh, we do have an album yeah. coming out. Like, it'll be out in a few months. Uh, are you guys on a label at all? Or are you just like purely self-releasing? Um, we're gonna be working. Um, wait, am I supposed to say? I don't think I'm allowed Probably to say. Not. I don't think. I'm oh, that's that's fine. that's fine. I think people. I think. No, but I think we, Ellie we are gonna be mad at me. Yeah, but we are we are work we are work like we are working with someone, but not yeah. We're just, working with some homies. Yeah, It'll be we're, we're, we're gonna have some yeah. cool shit. Cool, nothing official yet. Um, yeah. so I don't know exactly when this episode will be out, but for people listening right now, as we record it, you know, everyone's in quarantine from the coronavirus. So, what have you guys done anything as a band to try and like keep yourselves sane? Like, have you guys been able to jam at all? Um, not really. We, we we do we've been doing as many podcasts as we can. I think the way we also stay unified is that like we are like in the mixing process yeah. of our record right now, and like we're self like 
when I say self-producing, a- Abe's a- mixing. Abe is mixing. A- Abe recorded and mixed yeah. the record. So like, we've been like talking a lot about that and stuff, yeah. and like all of us are getting pretty stoked on the whole deal. So that's definitely been like a driving factor. But like a, a few weeks ago, before things like really went bad, we like re- we finished like we recorded some stuff together, and we like recorded like um yeah. like an extra song just because we were like, why not? Just like yeah, oh yeah, we got we got a new song coming out in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's not it's it's like a, it's it's not it's, it's not like it's like new, a new old song. It's a new old. We song. re-recorded "Sweaty Hands" and we're putting that out in a couple of weeks because oh, okay, yeah, we like I don't know, we enjoy that song a lot and like we like and like a lot of the time people hear it and be like yo what is that song? So I don't think people like know about yeah. it and now so because it was on just, a split and I think like Spotify tends to like bury those in the algorithm and yeah shit. it doesn't really like it as uh, well so, so we were just like if we just make a better recorded version of it and like just release it as it's like self again yeah. i don't know it's like it is it's also just like we we in quarantine had nothing to do and like yeah. we're still like we were supposed to be on tour but we had to cancel our tour so we just uh, bummer. Got together and recorded for a whole day yeah it's not like a super serious release it's just like yeah it's kind of something we're throwing yeah like i've i've done like a bunch of like a podcast almost every single day and a lot of times no one really has much to promote because no one's really doing anything but you know as you just put the point is just to put content out there you know what i mean like try to give people something to kill the boredom and also for musicians like just trying to not necessarily stay relevant that might not be the right word because no one is really doing anything but just to remind people that you're there you know what i mean yeah exactly Uh Honestly, the only thing we really do right now, a lot of yeah, it's just right. I think it's really cool what what Connor and uh, the Summit Shack homies are doing with a uh, the Minecraft Focella, yeah. where like they're doing you know song releases. Like I'm my band's doing releasing a song during that, and like I had no idea. I'm not a gamer. I had no idea that you know all this stuff was even possible. But well, I just did a podcast with them about that. Kind of blew my mind. And since I've talked to them about, you know, what they're doing with the Forcella, I've seen actual bigger festivals convert completely to yeah. Minecraft. American like, football's doing, like, doing a festival, and they're, like, headlining it. Yeah, it's in, in Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> like, I saw Citizen is on one, too, that's in Minecraft. I don't know if it's the same one, but I was just like, yeah. dude, what the fuck? It's... I think you'll probably see a lot more of that too, even after quarantine, because I think the emo DIY world, there's a huge overlap with that and the gaming world. So I don't see why that would stop, even though people can actually go do physical things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that stuff's kind of existed. I mean, they've done that before, but it it is kind of cool to see like how people have like adapted to that. kind of It's cool. Yeah. Like Connor is great with that. Like, always has like a sick ass idea. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's cool to see that in like in place. So kind of speaking back to like the, um, the fact that you said, you know, people responded well to that particular song. So you want to put it out again. Have you guys released in the past? Like when you've released things, were there particular songs where you were surprised by the fact that they became like a fan favorite or, do you generally have a pretty solid idea of which ones that people are going to cling to the most? Or I guess, you know, if have there been any surprises in that area? Um, I don't, I don't know about surprises. I mean, for me, yeah. like there's, the, <laughs> I didn't, 
like Polaroid. Oh yeah, I I hated that. Yeah. Not like saying like you think you want your song sucks or something, but like you, when looking back on it, oh. have you been like, oh well, maybe this should have been the single because people like this more than the single type thing. Yeah, no, that definitely happened with Polaroid. We didn't put Polaroid out as a single, we, and it like definitely was the most popular song. Yeah, like by far. <laughs> and same, like, even like, um, honestly, even with like the the EP, I've always been wrong about everything. I thought like. I really like this song called like like I really like Minneapolis for St. Paul. I was like, okay, that's gonna be the one. I thought that was a song, and then like it turned out to be Blood Force, but I, I didn't see that coming. But when I talked to Roddy, it seems like you kind of had a good idea that it had been a song people were gonna gravitate to. Yeah, I mean, Sway Hands was like a little bit of a surprise too. Like it's, it's I, me- I remember like the first time like we played a show and like people sang along to that and being like, damn. I didn't even know people knew this song. That's cool. That's got to be a good feeling. Yeah, that was tight. (laughs) So, in terms of, you know, being on tour, things like that, are there any moments, maybe like early on in touring, that stand out as, like, maybe like an epiphany moment? Like, holy shit, this is, I'm here. Like, you know, like, you find, like, living the dream type thing. Like, are there any moments that stand out, whether it's like playing with a particular band, playing at a particular venue, anything like that? I mean, when we played, when we played the Metro, yeah, in February, we played um, Beach Bunny's album release show at the Metro oh, okay. in Chicago. In Chicago, and yeah. it was like for real the best night of my life. It was so sick. There was like they, yeah, no, it was like I felt like a rock star. It was yeah. dope as fuck. I mean, it's yeah. like there was like a thousand, over a thousand people there, and it was just like like when we were playing. Every time the lights would come on, you could see all the people, and it was just like holy. Sh- yeah, this is That's insane. Sweet. Yeah, and like it was, we were like really worried about like how it was gonna go because like obviously we don't sound anything like Beach Bunny, so we were a little worried that like maybe we wouldn't go over well. But like people seemed to really enjoy it, and like people were like moshing and yeah, there's people like, who knew the words and shit there. Yeah, it was it was really it cool. Was, it was it there was, was like. So, so it was like a beach bunny show and it was an all ages show so there was like a lot of like kids there with like their parents and there was like parents who were like coming up and like being like yo can my kid take a picture with you that's yeah. crazy I was like whoa that's crazy <laughs> yeah like parents having you take pictures with their kids was like probably like i was like yeah okay it was wild i was like damn like 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 kids that were like 12 years old like yeah it was wild that's insane <laughs> I think it's easy to forget, like, because especially in the DIY scene, so many of the the fans, if you will, are people that are in other bands, you know? So it's mm-hmm. it's easy yeah. to forget that, like, there's people outside of this community that are, like, are aware of the music you're making. So to see something yeah. like that would be crazy. Like, I remember the first time it happened to me, like, I was at Swordfest that, you know, the yeah. Summit Shack guys were putting on, and this kid showed up with his mom wearing a pool kid shirt. I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. There's like other people in the world who know about these guys. Yeah. Who just yeah. know about all these bands. Yeah. Like, like Haley holy Williams shit. Cool kids. Yeah, like that's like that's yeah, Haley Williams like made a big like an Instagram story post about how she thought she went like she was like, This is what I wish Paramore sounded like when we were young, younger. I was like, like God damn. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it is yeah, it's funny because like, we do kind of exist in a bubble sometimes. And it's like sometimes when you get out of it, you kind of like realize like, oh, this is like, this is like how it really goes, I guess. But, do you yeah. think that like being aware of that 
now that like you kind of had some of those moments, do you think are you more aware when you're writing songs like this the reach that it has? Like does that change at all like how you write or you do you feel still pretty like in in your own bubble when you're writing? I mean, other I mean, we like we talk about like we like how we would, I don't know, like to play certain shows or do certain things cuz like certain I mean, there's no doubt that like certain crowds are like good fans to have. But like we we don't change like we, we don't change the way we write it. I think we just kind of like write things that we want to write. No. Just like kind of. I mean, there's a lot of times where I've like, like, I want it to sound, I want whatever we're writing to sound like this. And then like something completely different comes out on the other side. Yeah. I've been thinking, I was thinking, I mean, that makes sense. I was even thinking more along the lines of like lyrical content because that's kind mm. of the most vulnerable aspect of songwriting mm. pretty much across the board. And so once you realize like how many people are going to hear it, you might not be as gung ho about, you know, putting out super vulnerable, you know, lyrics. So have you found that to be an issue at all? Or do you just still feel pretty much the same? I guess I've never really thought about it until you just said it. Yeah. I'm trying to plant the seed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't don't know. Um, I don't think so. I mean, as long as you're not like, saying shitty things i don't think there's any reason to like like most of the time like i'm able to disconnect the lyrics from the actual person for some reason like i mean i listen like you know a lot of my friends bands but like and like they i don't know there's been some stuff said in some songs where i've been like damn dog you like are you doing okay yeah i mean but usually it's just like i mean it's a song like maybe there's like a bit of hyperbole in there maybe they're not even writing something that's like actually their experience they're just like writing about it um, so there's always like that in there too. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of on the other side. So I asked about like, you know, really good moments from touring. Were there anything that, that stands out that, you know, maybe early on in touring, like things that just went very poorly either due to circumstances beyond your control or just due to naivety. Like, are there any like moments that were just like, Holy fuck, how are we going to get out of this type of things? We played a crazy show in Southern Illinois one time. Oh God! That was like you've told the, the most surreal night of my life. Yeah, it was weird. it was crazy, and um, so it was like on our release tour for Never Better, and like we pulled into the town, and the vibes were like way off. Like just the whole town, like we would we like stopped somewhere before going to the gig to get food, and like people would just stare at you. It was weird, and then like. We go to the house and there was like, uh, like it was weird. The, um, the people who like, people who live there were cool. They like weren't super nice, but like they weren't mean. (laughs) (laughs) And, but there were like people like doing meth there and like, Oh shit. And then like, one of the bands we played with like said some super fucked up sexist shit and then like asked uh, us and then like wanted us to book a show for them in Minneapolis. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we can figure it out. I was like, even if we, even, even if we can't play, you know, like I'm going to do what I'll do. <laughs> and he was like, nah, fuck that. We want to play with you. And, it, it, and he, he was just super intense and just like kind of a fucking dick and like not even kind Sounds of. Sounds like it. Cool. And like, and, uh, I was, there was these people that, so it, 
I asked if we could, if we could stay and it's like totally cool that we couldn't, but they like, it was this weird, like super awkward interaction and they never said no, but also never said yes, but it didn't sound like they wanted us to. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go find someone else to stay. And then like, there was these people who asked us if they, if we needed a place to stay. Also, Melissa McCarthy's parents live across the street from this place. <laughs> and, and, um, she, she shows up to shows sometimes, I guess. And, and like this house venue had been running for like 35 years. So it Damn. was like, yeah. So it was like, um, she grew up going to those shows and then like all the people just let these show like the, the, like the cops let these shows happen because they grew up in the town and like grew up going to the shows because this, the, so like, it's kind of just like protect, like unwritten pr- protected by the law. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so anyway, mob just, shit. Yeah, exactly. Like these people, um, were like, Hey, do you want to stay with us? And we're like, I was like, yeah, that'd be sick. And they were like, okay. Um, do you want to come see it? It's right down the street. Like, and I was like, well, it's weird that you want me to come like look at your house before staying. In it. But yeah, <laughs> like, so I was like, yeah, I'll go. I don't know why I went alone, but it was like just me and these two people that I've like never met in my life. And we're walking to their house and like on the way there, like the guy tells me, he's like, he says, I'm microdosing on acid right now. <laughs> and, but, but he was like very obviously not microdosing. He was like, <laughs> Mega dosing, <laughs> and he it was just like weird, and it was just like I that, that that's fine. Like I wouldn't care if you said like I'm tripping ethereal balls right now, but like <laughs> why did you lie? You know, yeah. And, and so they like they're like oh yeah. Also, we host shows too, and we um this house that we are renting like has been hosting shows for fifteen years. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why do, do these houses run for so long? Like, they're not supposed to run for that long, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> and it was and it was weird. And and then they're like, do you want to see the basement? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, like, down, they take me downstairs, and they have a big, like, mural on the wall. <laughs> like, it was just big-ass basement. that I was like, other, if it wasn't so weird, otherwise it would have been a dope place to have shows. And, like, but... um there's a big mural on the bright yellow wall of flow from progressive with her face rubbed off. And there's two big black holes for eyes. Oh no. And then she's holding a sign that says dance motherfuckers. Damn. That's, that's like, um, depending on who else is in the room, that's either like creepy or it could be funny. But if it's just like you and some guy who's like tripping balls that, that you don't know, I'd be kind of creeped out. <laughs> it was weird. It was wild. It was one of the, the craziest, like, and then they like take, yeah. And then we, we ended up not staying there because it was like some super like weird shit. They were like, yeah, we're not going to be home. Y'all can come over whenever. Um, their like living room had like branches and stuff in it, like dirt. It was wild. And like there was like in, in their living room was just like, like couch, like a couch was in the middle of the room, but the, 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 the arms and back were like sawed off so it was just two long cushions like sitting what in the, the middle fuck? of this room <laughs> and that was it and then the rest and then the only other thing in the room was like branches and leaves and dirt <laughs> inside house. jesus and so Good. i was they were like yeah come over whenever like we might be home we might not just like help yourself to whatever and i was like all right 
we're not staying here. So I was like, y'all, we got to go. <laughs> and so we did. Like, for real? Am I going to yeah. live tonight? The, the the show ended at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, it was. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, it was wild. And then like, yeah. They, it, and then we, we like went to a, ho- a motel and could, that we found online for like 35 bucks. So we were like, hey, like cheap ass hotel. We pull in the parking lot. Immediately, this guy comes out and uh, uh, he just like he just starts staring at us. Like this guy comes out of his like like room and just like stands at the front of our van and just starts staring at us. Weird, and dude. We were like, what the fuck? And then like right then, our gas light went on. So I was like, you know what? Let's go get gas. And so we go get gas. Um. And in the parking lot of the Circle K at like two thirty in the morning, there was this dude. Um, at this point, it's like three thirty, three thirty in the morning. But there was this dude who was just like blasting music, and then like these two girls were like twerking in his window, <laughs> and he was like shoving money in their hand. <laughs> Jeez, it, and this, this town's not that big. Like I, it couldn't have been more than like ten thousand people, and like, but it was just, um. It was wild. And I'm just waiting for you to tell me where the ghost part, like there's like a ghost too. Cause it just seems like all the twilight zone shit is just happening. Right. So, yeah, so we like, well, all right, let's just go back to the hotel. We get back to the hotel and the guy's like waiting for us. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, like, stage was like, dude, no, he's right there. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I'm like this big ass, like 12 passenger van, like whipping it the fuck out of this parking lot. And just like oh, it was insane. God. It was the craziest night of my life. Yeah. And we drove until we found a quality in. Damn. That sounds that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it was like, wild. Multiple points throughout that I was just thinking, like, yep, if I was that happened to me, I would be like, I'd be shitting myself. That just sounds I don't like sh- weird shit. Like I almost hate things that I that are strange more than scary. Like that seems just like, because you don't yeah. really, there's a, an aspect of unpredictability to it. Like if someone's just clearly going crazy and, and like has a baseball bat or something, I mean, it's a stupid example, but like right. th- yeah. certain things you just know to run away. And then there's certain things that just give you a weird vibe where you just don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You I got to talk to a guy who lived in the house in the nineties and, and talk about how like DIY has changed. And he was telling me, cool. that, like, he was telling me that like that people used to just call, like they'd be sitting at home all smoking pot and shit, and then like people would call their phone because they because like the people who owned the house like really loved loved having shows. Yeah, yeah. So they wanted to keep shows going. So like they would they had like their their home phone, and they also had like a separate phone line, I guess. For, oh. Like, um. For like booking and shit. That's pretty Maybe, cool. I don't know. I don't. It was a long time ago that he told me. But like, anyway, people, and they would like mark it down on the calendar, and like, how crazy is that? Like, not knowing if, like, I like like booking a tour, and then like, but like, not really being a hundred percent sure if there's a gig waiting for you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like now there's like Facebook event pages. That like it's kind of like my like when like I finally start to like breathe a sigh of relief when there's a fa- like like show me a Facebook event page so I know it's real you know right right yep totally get it 
Um, well, I'll ask one more question. I like to ask fans because it's an easy one to wrap up with, and then I'll let you guys get back to your night and Word. like get my cats off of my fucking desk. But um, <laughs> so I like to just ask like if if you could think about like your dream show, like you haven't played it yet. Um, any band, like maybe two other bands that you would play with, whether they're around now or they're not, and like so the lineup and the venue, like what would it be? All right, my, I, my ideal lineup would be Metallica, Slipknot, <laughs> and um, fuck, fuck, and the baby, the baby, the oh, baby, no, not the baby, not the baby, Lou Bird. It would be Lou Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd yeah. be playing at um. <laughs> We'll be playing at, at uh, Madison Square Garden, bro. <laughs> at MSG. Fuck oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Could you imagine? Everybody That's has so stage shows, so we go up there with three instruments, and we're just like, Holy whoa. Shit. Fucking good answer. That's one of the best I've got so far. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the dream. That's the dream. That both of you guys? Same, same answer? Nice. What's your what's your what's your dream show? My, my dream show? Fire Springs Red. I've I've fucked know. with some August I, Burns I, Red. I have like a dream lineup. I just like have bands I want to see, but like I mean I I guess like I, I haven't I haven't seen Gleamer yet. I, I guess I No, it'd be like for us to play. For us to play? Yeah, that's what yeah. Oh, yeah! Like if you could play with any bands, Green. like oh, current fuck, yeah, or I forgot about yeah, Green Day. I know they've, I know they've, they've fallen off, but I but still like, love but play still with being, able, being able like to be like I played with Green Day, right? Like that's a flex harder than anybody. Can do. For I, real, I don't know. Green Day was like the first band I learned how to play drums too. So like yeah. that, I think that would be like the dream. And then like I don't know, probably like it'd be. I, I know it's never gonna happen, but it would be cool to play a stage. Just like just cuz. Like yeah. I, I I don't even know if it would be good. MSG. Just, MSG. <laughs> Look out, here comes nice. <laughs> US Bank. US Bank? US Bank Ain't got nothing. Metallica oh, yeah. and Cell Center. Hey, bro, next time Metallica plays. Dude, what if <laughs> no 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 the, the, the dream show is Kanye. He's open for Kanye. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, we oh, open for God. Kanye's sun, Sunday service. That, that's what we're <laughs> I'm open for the Sunday service. We're open for the we, Sunday we gospel we're, choir. They were a Christian band. Yeah, we're a Christian band. <laughs> 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 Holy we shit. <laughs> Dress in like the big flowing white clothes and shit. Yeah, that'd be sick. And then just play the most angelic riffs. <laughs> Travis Scott's in the background picking sunflowers. Have you ever seen that video of like um, it's at Kanye's Sunday service, and then like everyone's around taking pictures and shit. But like in the background, like Travis Scott is like walking around, like obviously bored as shit, and is like huh. kicking at the flowers and shit, and like kicking no. at the grass. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I've only seen the one where it's like he Kanye is like playing the synth, and he's like hunched over really far and just really feeling it. I I don't know. I think it would be hilarious <laughs> to go to one of those. Hopefully, the one I finally go to, you guys are opening up for it. That would. That would like, be if sick. You, 
But like, how do you top that though? Like, once you open for Sunday service, do you just quit and get like a day job? Like, how, yeah, like, right. You, you're never gonna this, top. This it? Like, because you have the power of God at that. And then, yeah, at that point, like you played for God. You know, yes. Jesus is looking down, going, "Yes, nice. I like you. You've, you've you fulfilled like, your purpose. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do. That's why all those Christian metal bands don't run around no more. Is they fulfilled their purpose? <laughs> they, they've they've already finished it. They already played to God. Or they yeah, under oath, under oath, shed the skin. Or you do that. Under oath, stop being a Christian yeah, man. Tim Lambesis, bro. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> they came out with an album recently. I'm like, should I listen to it? But like, I can't. Like, you can't they listen. You know it's awful. You know it's god yeah, awful. It's, not, it's probably just like, yeah, it's just metal. Core. It's not gonna have the it's same just magic. No, it's just, before he tried. No, that, I mean, I, like, that was like the first band <laughs> that was ever like, yeah, this is sick. Right. It, anyway, anyway, <laughs> we digress. <laughs> no, you're good, dude. If people who have listened to this podcast before know that this is pretty much part for the course like i love yeah. nice. silly goose times this is it's not a serious show so don't don't worry i word <laughs> i love when guests will just i can just let them go because it's entertaining i like to sit here and listen to it so oh yeah good content good content um so this will probably be out in maybe like a couple weeks do you guys so. want to say when your song will be out or do you not have it decided yet uh, I mean, the new the new song will be out like April twenty fourth. I think yeah. yeah I, it feels 24th. weird calling it a new song, but, yeah. but we're we're releasing something with April you. April twenty fourth. Yeah. yeah, April twenty fourth. Okay, cool. So it might be out. All right. Well, I pre- what's that? It might it might it might be out already by the time it comes out. But ah, gotcha. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for you guys to. Uh, Next time you're on tour, coming through the Detroit area, I'll try to come out and see you guys. Dope. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, you guys take it easy. Yeah, have a good one. You too. You too. Peace.